0: I did not watch any of it. Uh, I was away on a trip. I think one of my buddies had it on his phone, but we didn't want to pay for it, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't see any highlights. You obviously seen who won. Do you have an opinion on it at all or no?
0: I mean, Jake's a pretty good boxer. Nate's a MMA fighter. I don't know if he's ever really been known for his knockout power. So, I mean, Jake was a minus 600 betting favorite. It always seemed like he was going to win, but, uh, no, I didn't ever really have any big interest in it, no. Was he really minus 600? Yeah, Nate Diaz before the fight was floating between plus 320 and plus 400. Holy
1: hell. So if you thought Nate was going to win, there was good value, but I don't I mean, I wasn't thinking Nate was going to win.
0: Yeah, I didn't think Nate was going to win either, but I put $20 on him and a 20% profit boost that I had, so I was like, Let's see what happens
1: just in yeah, case. Yeah, I mean, those odds Nate, are too good, but yeah, Jake beast yeah. him up. Yeah, I mean, literally after the first round, I'm like, there's no way Jake loses this unless he gets caught. So um we're back. Little week hiatus. Um mostly my fault. I had some work stuff going on. Uh just wasn't gonna work out. Brad had a vacation. Um, I'm on vacation next week. This just we're all kind of like uh kind of all messed up. But here we are AFC South. We already took your polls last week, Uh, so if you put those in, we appreciate you. I don't think there was many fan questions, but we'll look at those later. Um, This is not really highly regarded division, but I think there is some meat on the bone here. What do you think?
0: Yeah, um, I think that um, everybody is clearly going to probably favor the Jags. I think that the Titans are being – I mean, I haven't looked into their schedule yet, but just thoughts early, I think they're being overlooked and I know we kind of been pooping on them and any NFC team has been playing them. we've kind of been like, well, it's just the Titans. But, uh, yeah, I think this is a fun division when you have all these three, these three or four teams that, you know, in division, they're always playing each other tough, but, uh, definitely I think the worst division in the AFC.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, first off, welcome back to another episode of real talk, Jeff Brad. Uh, the one thing that I, I think, we need to put out there is when we did the entire NFC. DeAndre Hopkins was yet to be a Titan. True, and neither of us have Tennessee moving to be Super Bowl favorites. But I, I personally think it moves the needle a little bit
0: on a week to week basis. They are a much more difficult team offensively to game plan against because of yeah. the addition of DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely moved the needle a little bit. It made their number one wide receiver who I think everybody in the league now realizes wasn't a number one wide receiver moved to a two and Deandre's, you your number one, all of a sudden you're a little bit better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is what Deandre told every team. He goes, when you sign me, your wide receiver two becomes a wide receiver. One your wide receiver three becomes a wide receiver two your wide receiver four and so on and so forth. He's like, cause I get the number one corner. So, basically, these guys start to elevate themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I am excited to talk about the Titans. Obviously, it's kind of like always been my secret team I root for on this uh, podcast, that and the Panthers, for whatever reason. But totally down the Panthers. Let's talk Texans. Uh, not really sure what to uh, make of the Texans, but here we go. 2022, they were three, thirteen, and one And every single one of their victories came in division. They were three, two, and one in division. So um, not bad as far as competing inside the division. They actually won their last game of the year, uh, which is kind of funny. But uh, outside division, they couldn't beat anybody. What do you have for ads, drops, draft? Take it away.
0: Okay. So for ads and drops, I was thinking about going through and potentially picking out the ones I felt were notable. But I want to do this if you would give me a minute or two because this is an entirely different team. And when I say that, this is what I mean. These are their additions, not through the draft. Quarterback Case Keenum, running back Devin Singletary, running back Mike Boone, fullback Andrew Beck, wide receiver Robert Woods, wide receiver Noah Brown, wide receiver Steven Sims, tight end Dalton Schultz, tight end Eric Tomlinson, tackle Greg Little, Uh, guard Shaq Mason, center Michael Dieter, defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins, defensive tackle Hassan Ridgeway, linebacker Denzel Perriman, linebacker Corey Littleton, linebacker Jermaine Carter, corner Shaq Griffin, corner Darius Phillips, safety Jimmy Ward. Then in the draft, they get quarterback C.J. Stroud, defensive end Will Anderson Jr., Uh, They get a center, a wide receiver, a linebacker, and two linebackers, one of them being middle linebacker Henry Tuoto Tuoto from Alabama. So those are all the additions to the Houston Texans. They've really hit every spot with a lot of names.
1: Not to mention their first-round pick last year, John Mechie. Wasn't he first-round? Mechie? Yeah, John Mechie,
0: wide receiver. Yep.
1: Didn't play a single down, not because of injury, but because of health, cancer, leukemia. He is now, my knowledge, full go. So that's another ad in a in a way.
0: Yeah, and you, you look at a lot of these like Robert Woods, Noah Brown, Dalton Schultz. I mean, Shaq Mason and Michael Dieter are and Greg Little, all three guys who have started in the NFL. Um, I just th- uh, Shaq uh, Shaq Griffin was the best corner for the Jaguars last year. They add him to uh, the um, Stingley, Stingley Jr. Derek Stingley Jr. Stingley so, Jr. And um, not to jump the gun, but this team was already 11th against the pass in the NFL last year. Um, but we'll get to their key departures because there is a lot there too. They lose quarterback Jeff Driscoll and Kyle Allen. We already talked about how they added Stroud and Case Keenum. Uh, they lose uh, uh, Royce Freeman um, running back. They lose Brandon Cooks. Probably that, that might be their biggest loss. Brandon Cooks. Uh, wide receiver Chris Moore, Philip D- Dorsett. Tight end Jordan Atkins, tight end O.J. Howard. Uh, they lose two guards, two defensive ends, three linebackers, and a corner and a safety. So they have a lot of stuff moving out, but a lot moving in, and I think a lot of those spots are upgrades. So do do think this team is fixing to be better, but it is tough when you talk about rookie head coach paired with rookie quarterback. There is room to be skeptical there for sure.
1: Yeah, I think when you have rookie quarterback and rookie head coach and your season last year was three wins. There's a chance that they win two or three games this year again, but they are improved Like That's on the table. And as a football fan, you need to be able to see the difference. Like, does this team, Colin says this all the time. Is this team going to have an identity by Thanksgiving? Because if they do, and they win two or three games, you could honestly say to yourself, this is an improved team. They're very young. I mean, literally CJ Stroud met you. The third, Anderson Jr., Stingley Jr. They they love those picks. They love those draft picks. They've spent a lot of capital on those guys. Matter of fact, they don't even have a first round pick next year because they moved up to get Will Anderson. Like they they believe in this squad. They believe in the head coach they hired. Uh, the Texans are interesting because when you really look at their depth chart, there's some dudes. You talked about all the ads. This as far as tackles go, they have great tackles. I mean, Tunsell's as good as they come. They just signed Howard. I think he's now hurt, though, even after signing that deal just like two days ago. But Nico Collins is up and coming, big physical receiver. Robert Woods has been around for a million years. Mechie obviously coming back from from his uh, health scare. Dalton Schultz, they have pieces here. The running game is going to be interesting because Damian Pierce, after drafting him last year, they felt good about him. He had spurts. I think the Texans like what they have. It's not... Super Bowl worthy, but they gotta like their pieces here.
0: Yeah, and you look at maybe even a third guy, Tank Dell at wide receiver, who we all heard that story. You know, CJ Stroud works out with the guy, they go through a lot of things at the combine. CJ Stroud gets drafted <clears throat> and says, Hey, like in one of the next two days, could you try and maybe get Tank Dell? I believe he's from Houston. Yeah, yeah. Houston wide receiver. Um, so it's like they draft him for CJ Stroud. So I think offensively, there will be some growing pains with an entirely young team, but Nico Collins with a big body and Robert Woods, those are two blocking receivers who aren't afraid to, to do stuff out on the perimeter. Um, to be able to get Dalton Schultz, I mean, with what he was able to do with the Cowboys last year, you could even almost look at him as your veteran wide receiver presence along with Robert Woods. Um, I do think this team will like to run the ball with Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary, but... Man, you just start to look at the defense, and Derek Stingley Jr., Steven Nelson, and Shaq Griffin as your three corners. You add Jimmy Ward at the safety spot, Christian Kirksey, and you add Denzel Perriman to the linebackers. You have Sheldon Rankins and now Will Anderson Jr., who everybody thought might be, like, pound for pound, the best player in the draft. So this team should have a bit better of a pass rush. You look inside division and, you know, they're going to be playing against Ryan Tannehill and Anthony Richardson, which we don't think are world beaters in terms of a passing perspective. So I think the Houston Texans are going to be a team that, you know, I, again, haven't done schedule yet, but um, I believe this could be a team that could potentially double their wins. Again, that's six and 11. That's six and 11. I mean, they're going to lose twice as many games as they win if that's the case, but I do think it's possible.
1: Yeah, I'm intrigued uh, because when you look down the when you look down the depth chart, the guys that are coming in second string, you know, they have pieces. And I, before we move on, I do want to talk about um, big friend of the pod, Davis Mills, Dougie, Dougie Mills, if you will. Where do you see Davis Mills' QB future in the NFL? Is it here in Houston just as a backup? Do they move on from him? Is it somebody gets a hurt quarterback late in the year and they make a trade with the Texans for Davis Mills? Give me a prediction. I know we're a prediction-based pod, and we like Dougie Mills.
0: I think Davis Mills is going to turn out somewhere like a Taylor Heineke. Like, he's just going to pop up on teams throughout the next five or six years good enough to hold a roster spot. If the starter gets hurt, maybe he comes in. Potentially he wins three or four games and then move around. I don't think he'll ever be a starter in the NFL. But I don't ever think if he doesn't give up like mentally, I don't think there's ever going to be like a team that can say they have a second and third string quarterback to carry that are better than Davis Mills.
1: Yeah. I just have a really tough time. Not necessarily. I'm not saying you're giving up on him, but like through two years in the NFL, he's uh his first year was great. He was damn near 67% completion, 2,600 yards, 16 touchdowns, 10 picks. Last year, he played more games, uh, 61%, 3,100 yards, 17 touchdowns, 15 picks. So he still threw a ton of picks, but overall in his NFL career, just just shy of 64%, 33 touchdowns, 25 picks. That feels like a winning yeah. quarterback in this I, league.
0: I just think, and of course, that the, they can improve, but the amount of turnovers he throws in the the position he's in right now, I just think with every year, how many quarterbacks continue to come into the NFL and how many good ones we have now, the the positions become so competitive. And to be a guy who throws a high volume interceptions and doesn't have the like athletic quality to get things done with your feet, it's just going to be tough. Tuss- yeah, it's just going to be a tough spot for him to be a starter. But I do think he's good enough to play. If you're on a team that felt good about your, your starting quarterback and Davis Mills is a backup, it's kind of like Garner Minshew or Taylor Heineke. You know, it's like with the Eagles last year, I said, you know, part of the reason I think the Eagles will be so good is if Jalen gets hurt, Garner Minshew is a serviceable backup who can win you games. Turns out he didn't. But I just think that's Davis Mills role. Garner Minshew, Taylor Heineke. I think that's kind of the bracket I would put him in. Could be a starter, but I think he's a backup. While we're on the topic of quarterbacks, I did want to say, you know, I spent plenty of time when I was watching or talking about the Panthers about how I just didn't really believe in Bryce Young that much. And that's why I'm low on the Panthers. Um, I did think C.J. Stroud was the best quarterback in this draft. I do believe a little bit in C.J. Stroud. I think he has a better chance to succeed as well. And I like his pieces. So as as we keep an eye on the whole C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, one and two in, in the league, um, I like C.J. Stroud, and they play each other in week eight this year.
1: That's fun. Uh, Go ahead and take away the schedule.
0: All right, the Houston Texans. Uh, they start off with a pretty easy starter game, one to get momentum. They're at the Baltimore Ravens. Soft. tough. That's an L. They're going to lose that game, I think. But just to feed scenarios, imagine if the Texans win that game. Like the whole narrative for the whole rest of the year changes. Whether they become, they, they still play bad and win six games, they're going to be held to this weird thing if in week one they come out with all this energy, a new team, young team, and somehow beat Lamar Jack. That would just be crazy. Um, but I'm going to give it as a loss. They then host the Indianapolis Colts.
1: Uh, they're hosting the Colts. Colts are a mess right now.
0: They tied like, and beat actually, the Colts last year, and the game that they beat them, it was by one point.
1: Yeah, I still like the Texans here. This is one of their wins.
0: Okay. Uh, let me go back to the schedule. I wanted to see what they did to the Colts last year. Okay, so I have it as a win as well, one and one, as they travel to the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Jacksonville is going to be the leader of this division here. Spoiler: uh, Jacksonville at home. I like them to win. That's a loss for the Texans.
0: One and two. I will. I will say I do think the Jaguars are the favorites to win the division. But I think the Jaguars are a much more passing team. Yeah. And the Texans are definitely built to defend that. And Jacksonville was not good on defense last year. So I really think Jacksonville was 28th against the pass and lost Sh- Shaq Griffin. Um, I'm going to give the Jaguars a win. But oof. Um, they then host the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: No, they're dropping a 1-3 and three here.
0: They're at the Atlanta Falcons. I have them losing to the Steelers as well. They're then at the Falcons.
1: At the Falcons. Falcons win.
0: I like the Texans here. Little change of heart on the Falcons. Again, I, I like the Falcons. Or the uh, Texans here. They then host the New Orleans Saints.
1: I wish we could re- completely redo the NFC South. I have had way more information come to light. This is a loss, though. Saints win. One and five to start the year for the Texans.
0: I'll put it at two wins. So I have them at two and six. But I think that Falcons, Saints, I think they get one of them. I think they get one of them. But Alvin Kamara is back by then, too. So um, they then go into an early bye week seven. They come out of the bye week eight for C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, but it is at the Panthers.
1: I think the Texans are better.
0: I'll I think,
1: think the so Texans. Too. I meant two and uh, five.
0: They then host Baker Mayfield in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Remember, you can't yeah. run the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can't run
1: yeah i also i mean as bad as i'm down on tampa i tampa has a lot of championship pedigree on that team still and they they're not dead in the water i think tampa's better i'm gonna give tampa the win
0: i'll give it to tampa they then follow tampa up with at the Bengals.
1: joe burrow or no joe burrow i think the Bengals win this game
0: okay they then go on a three-game home stretch they host the Arizona Cardinals. Week 11 could be Kyler Murray back time, but I like them to beat the Cardinals.
1: The Cardinals are so bad. Give me the Texans.
0: They then host the Jaguars. I'm going to I'm going to have them splitting with the Jags. Remember this team was 3-2 and 1 in division. I think they're better this year. Division games get crazy. It's a loss for me. Okay. They then finish their homestand with hosting the Denver Broncos. This also feels like a loss. I have them it.
1: at three and nine right now.
0: Three and nine, so twelve games. I have them at five and seven. They are then at the New York Jets.
1: No, I think I, need to, I think the Jets win this too. Three and ten.
0: Back-to-back road spot, December 17th, at the Tennessee Titans.
1: Yeah, uh, at the Titans, Titans. Here's the thing about it. We'll talk about the Titans in a minute. I'm not going to go into it. Titans win this game.
0: I agree. They are then at home Christmas Eve against the Cleveland Browns.
2: I like Cleveland.
1: Deshaun Watson comes back to Houston. Second Houston, time. Houston rallies. Give me uh, give me Houston for their fourth win. That's a Super Bowl of sorts for them. They need that one.
0: I'm going to take the Browns. They then have back-to-back home spot where for the second time in three weeks, they play the Titans. Yeah. Uh, Derek Henry runs for 300 yards in the Titans. Just mark it. I mean, he does it every time they play him.
1: Yeah, I I can't give them. I'm I'm struggling to give them additional wins. I know they won three last year, but I'm struggling here.
0: I, I also, give them another loss. I know it, it's a long time in the whole season, but rookie head coach, rookie quarterback versus Mike Vrabel. I just think Mike Vrabel's too good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they then finished January seventh at the Indianapolis Colts. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them their their, their final win there.
1: CJ Stroud has no idea what it's like to play in Indianapolis. Um, this feels like a loss, honestly. I'm kidding. I'll give him the W. I see what you did there. I just had to take it yeah, yeah, one last shot. Absolutely.
0: What'd you finish on him?
1: Yeah, I got him at five and twelve, and honestly, I feel incredible about that.
0: I forgot to make my last page in notes here. So don't give me a second.
1: I feel I had no idea I was giving them five wins, and I feel great about the five wins. I'm. I think their Vegas is four and a half. That's my prediction.
0: You had them at five and twelve.
1: I'm at five and twelve.
0: I have them at six and eleven. And what do you say you think their over/under is?
1: Is it four and a half?
0: No.
2: I I can't see it higher. Is it lower? Is it three and a half? No.
1: Is it six and a half? I'm gonna jump it's, five and
0: a half. It is six and a half.
1: I'm sorry. This feels. That feels I mean, like six a and eleven. Automatic would be
0: tremendous improvement, and they would double their wins and still be the under. That I I did think that was crazy.
1: I can't see them getting seven wins. Like I don't even envision that possible. I feel like I gave them five wins, not. I don't want to say like I made ways for them to get five wins, but I do think I was nice.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I I mean, I feel like there's some games that I gave them a loss that may be more winnable because I really do think this is a... I like their roster a lot. It's just sometimes when you think about, like, you know, they start off with Lamar Jackson and Jim Harbaugh, or John Harbaugh, and then they play Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, and then they play, you know, Mike Tomlin, and then they play... You know, uh, like they just play a lot of experienced coaches early. I don't know. They're definitely, I think they're a fun team to watch. And a lot of people would be dismissing the Texans before the season. I think they would be, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch.
1: No, they're a thousand percent more entertaining and more interesting than they were ever at any point in the last three years. Since Deshaun Watson has said, I'm no longer interested in being your quarterback, this is
2: the most interesting they've ever been. Just my opinion. Yeah.
1: Literally two seconds. All right, maybe it was four seconds, but still. Left my drink over there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so um. The Texans, that'll be will be interesting to see see what happens there. I'll tell you what, I off the off the top of my head, I don't think they're gonna be last in the division.
1: Okay. Uh you ready to talk about the next team?
2: Who's the next team, Jeff?
1: The next team is your Indianapolis Colts with a record of last year coming in at four twelve and one their tie with the Texans we just spoke about that in division they were atrocious 1-4 and 1 and they lost their last seven games in the offseason we'll let Brad talk about the ads and drops here in a second but just recently with all the running back debate yada 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 uh, if you're not if you're unaware and maybe don't follow the NFL offseason storylines basically Jonathan Taylor is pretty vocal He's in the last year of his deal because he was a second-round pick. He's looking to get paid after this season. Jim Ursay publicly says that these running backs have no argument to stand on, basically trying to renegotiate the CBA in-season. And uh, after having a brief conversation, Jonathan Taylor tells Jim Ursay he wants to be traded. So uh, arguably the Colts' best player. He's definitely top three, I would imagine. Uh, There's only two more that even remotely come to mind. We'll talk about those guys in a minute. Um interesting storyline. Take away the ads, take away the drops, take away the draft. Take it away.
0: Um ads. <clears throat> so uh backup quarterback Garner Minshew. They add wide receiver depth with Isaiah McKenzie and Brashard Perriman, tight end uh Farrell Brown and a defensive end Samson Ibukum and kicker Matt Gay. Um, Their additions uh, through the draft, quarterback Anthony Richardson from Florida, corner Julius Brents, wide receiver Josh Downs, tackle Blake Freeland, uh, D-end, corner safety, tight end, running back. Kind of a bunch of misfit no names that just add depth to a bunch of positions. Uh, Their key departures, they lose quarterback Matt Ryan, wide receiver Paris Campbell, offensive tackle Dennis Kelly, tackle Matt Pryor. Um, big-time defensive end Yannick Ngakwe, big-time linebacker Bobby Okereke, big-time corner Stephon Gilmore, also another corner Brandon, I don't know how to say the last name, safety Rodney McLeod, kicker Chase McLaughlin, and punter Matt Hack. So they have new kickers this year, and they lose a big piece at every level of their defense. That was 12th against the pass and 21st against the rush last year in terms of yards allowed. So, a mediocre defense got weaker. They got a rookie head coach and rookie quarterback, and their owner is in the middle of a public battle with their best offensive player outside of Quentin Nelson, who's left guard. Um, so, what do you have to say about that? I think
1: this is the worst roster in football. It's not good. Yeah. Um A couple of years ago, while many of us on Saturday afternoon were having a fantasy football draft, Andrew Luck decided to retire immediately following a preseason
0: game. I have to interrupt you because I say it every time. I picked Andrew Luck in my draft. The next guy had not selected yet. And ESPN came up on our phones that Andrew Luck retired in the middle of a preseason game. It hadn't even gotten to the next guy's selection. He was on the clock after I drafted Andrew Luck. So it's just, that's, I always have to
1: say that story. It's it's, it's, It's wild. I mean, so here's the thing with that though. This team, I don't want to say the words they got better, but they were decently competitive for the next two or three years because they had a very good offensive line, solid defensive pieces. They made the playoffs with Rivers. They made the playoffs even just not last year, but two years ago. Okay. I don't know what happened. This team is really bad. They have no offensive wide receivers. Michael Pittman Jr. is their best wide receiver, and I'm not sure he's starting on a lot of teams. This is the worst wide receiving core in the entire league. This is the worst offensive pieces in the entire league, and if Jonathan Taylor doesn't take it down, it's all-time bad. Anthony Richardson, if that truly is the week one starter,
2: I'm not sure what he's working with. Josh Downs, wide receiver, North Carolina. He's 5'9", 170 pounds.
1: Better be fast. I'm just, I, what are we asking of these guys? Uh, defensive pieces. I mean, Shaq Leonard. DeForest Buckner. I mean, those are their guys. The guy I got to build around those two. I don't know. I just don't love this team. I mean, I think they have three very good players. Shaq Leonard, DeForest Buckner, Quentin Nelson, and probably Taylor. Those are their four best players. Taylor is in a dispute. I I don't love this team. I think they're ass.
0: So I want to push back a little bit. Not too much on the fact that I don't think they will be good or that they had the crazy fall. But I do want to push back on offense a little bit. I do think Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce... Are, are number two receivers in the league. I don't think either of them are ones. I think both of those guys are in like a Juju Smith-Schuster category. Um, I think their big body receivers don't separate much, which is tough to ask of a quarterback who isn't built on accuracy. I think Josh Downs and Isaiah McKenzie are nice speed slot style receivers to pick up, but those aren't guys that are going to carry your team. I think with Mo Alley-Cox and Jelani Woods, they have some big body tight ends. So with the big tight ends that can catch and block, I think with Shane Steichen's scheme and how they're going to move Anthony Richardson, I do think they will get more out of him with this team and this scheme than a lot of people would. With that being said, the offensive line that has Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nilsson, who are former All-Pros, the offensive line was in shambles last year and couldn't block anybody, and they haven't really done anything to improve it. Offensively, I feel like this team is somewhere between 16th and 32nd. They're in the bottom half offensively. Where I really start to fall apart on this team is I think defensively they're awful. I think – so I see a confused – look, what I'm saying, Jeff, is on their best day, they're still not a top half of the league on offense. That's what I'm saying.
1: I don't they're, necessarily... not a, they're not a top 25 on their best day.
0: I think they – okay, so we can disagree on that. That's fine. But defensively, Shaq Leonard – had last year was having like surgery on like losing feeling in his foot because of stuff up in his back and like they're optimistic he's going to play. He is, he was a defensive player of the year candidate two years ago and he's had these injuries that threaten to see if he's ever going to be able to play really meaningful football in the NFL ever again. They have DeForest Buckner and Quitty pay on the D line, but everybody else is pedestrian. They, they paid Kenny more a lot of money at corner, but he's, he's a slot corner. Their perimeter corners are suspect on both sides. Teams are going to eat that up. Their safeties. I mean, Julian Blackman who was out of Utah a few years ago was good, but he's been injured every other year or every year, pretty much for, for different portions of games. I I think teams are going to have not much problem running on this team and they're going to find passing on this team easy, which is going to require them to score a lot of points to be in games which I don't think they have the ability to do. Um, again, I th- I thought personally, and w- I mean, we disagree. I think Jeff was a little harsh on the offense, but I also agree I'm not going to stick my neck out and say that this offense is, is great or even that good. Um, Anthony Richardson, a lot of people say, well, he can help cover up some of the issues of the offensive line with his ability to run. And it's like, okay, so Anthony Richardson has never played in the NFL there is a higher speed from defensive players than there was at the college level. And Anthony Richardson was ninth in QBR against like under pressure. He was ninth in the NCAA or excuse me. No, just the sec. Like this guy isn't built to beat pressure. Like he's ninth in the sec. Like that's just crazy to me that people think that it, this whole Anthony Richardson project, I think with Shane Steichen, I think is just uh, being a little disrespectful to Jalen Hurts. People think that because of Shane Steik and Anthony Richards can just do what Jalen Hurts did, and it's just not the case. Um, This team's going to struggle every week to win games. I don't know if
2: I'm going to have them winning many.
1: You know, the weird thing is I just listened to you go on a spiel, and I feel like you said the exact same thing, but you just wanted to dial it back on how nice you wanted to be this team's ass (laughs) they're not not good
0: yeah i just felt like you were like overboard on like uh like saying michael Pittman wouldn't even make some rosters and no 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 no
1: no. i didn't say he wouldn't make rosters i'm not sure who he would start for as far as like he's not he's not a top two on a lot of people's real quick just to defend my michael Pittman statement sure he he caught 99 balls 99 do you think he was a thousand yard receiver i'll give you a hit he wasn't
0: By the way, a fun little prop, but um, a lot of teams, if you go on FanDuel, they have, like, players for the whole season or even for teams. Michael Pittman is over under 75 and a half catches this year. I don't think he's getting to 75 catches with this offense, this quarterback.
1: I think he might because he only catches, like, six-yard balls.
0: Yeah, but His yards per catch is
1: is 9.3. His longest catch of the year is 28 yards, Brad. He, he's not a deep. He's literally just. He turns right. He's six four, and he's a slot well, receiver. It's,
0: well, I do. I do want to say also last year, Matt Ryan was a statue, and their offensive line was awful. Like they, their wide receivers didn't even have time to run routes. Like that offense, they. I have. They were thirty second in offensive touchdowns last year. Like yeah, the team bad. was miserable to watch. Awful offensive line, quarterback. Now Anthony Richardson can move. So there's going to be some spectacular plays, and they're going to be an easier team to watch. That does not mean they're going to be better. But I'm just saying I I like a lot of these pieces on offense. Um, I think they need a better O-line. I don't believe in their quarterback at all. I like some of their skill guys. I like the wide receiver, tight end, and running back, kind of like their groups. I personally do. But they're still mid-tier with – as far as I could see, no quarterback and a bottom I think a bottom ten easily, probably bottom five defense next year in the NFL. So the team's not good. We agree on that. I just uh yeah, I guess maybe he's right. Maybe you guys are listening. Maybe it's just me being nicer, but neither of us think that the Colts really have much of a chance this year.
1: Take this take the schedule away. Let's uh let's see how many wins they get.
0: All right. So week one, they are At home versus the Jaguars. We already said Jaguars are going to take that one. Yeah. Week two, they're at Houston. We already gave Houston that win. Yep. It's a back-to-back road spot. They're at the Baltimore Ravens. Loss. They then come back home for a two-game homestand where they play the Rams, then the Titans. Rams, I think early in the season, I do have predictions on injuries for this team, but not this early. Still like the Rams. Sean McVay yeah. versus Shane Steichen. And then hosting the Titans, I like Titans. They don't have any corner to match up with D-Hop. No run defense.
1: Yeah, yeah I got at one five.
0: I do, too. They then are at Jacksonville. No, they
1: haven't. They haven't won in Jacksonville in like nine years. Yeah, no, it's a loss.
0: They then host the Cleveland Browns. Oh, uh, it's a loss. Miles Garrett, Zayreus Smith. We already talked about how AR struggles under pressure. They host the New Orleans Saints.
2: Loss. At the Panthers. I'm gonna give him a win.
0: I'm not. They're then. I, they're, they're not
1: better than the Panthers. I just want to make that clear. But they're not going in a 17 game schedule. They're not losing every single game.
0: And then they're um, they're in Germany versus the Patriots on the following Sunday. Yeah, they're getting their ass beat. So with that being said, Jeff has them at one and nine. I have yeah. them at zero and ten. Maybe I should give them a win somewhere.
1: But um, don't even. I,
0: Oh, I thought you were about to give it against the Patriots. No, no, no. No, no. I'm no I have an 0-10. Um, but <laughs> I do want to say um, I have this reference point. I could check it on FanDuel. But the Colts are plus 1,800 to be the last team to win a game. Plus 1,800. And, again, we said Jacksonville at Houston. That could be one where people are like, well, that's the one or whatever. But then it's Ravens. Time,
2: time
1: out. I want to make something very clear. If I bet a hundred dollars,
0: you would win eighteen
1: hundred. They bet, just have to be the. They just have to be the last team to win a game.
0: They have to be the last team with zero wins. So they're at Houston,
1: Holy hell. at
0: Ravens, host Rams, Titans, Jags, Browns, Saints. Week nine is week two, and week nine are the real only games that people feel are winnable with this team, and they're both on the road. So it depends on what you think about the Texans, but if you are interested, $10 to win 180 to toss it on Colts being the last remaining team to not have a win. You also got to go peek at the Cardinals, what you think about them and this and that. But uh, just a thought. So that's the bye week, week 11. They come out of the bye week and they host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Loss. They're then at the Titans. Loss at the Bengals. loss host the steelers loss okay so this is kind of fucked but jeff has him at 1 and 14 and i have him at owen or uh, 1 and 13 uh 1 and
1: 13
0: and i have him at owen 14 i do not see a win i just don't see a win for this team
1: Yeah, I had to to give them a win versus the Panthers. Now, I know a lot of people
0: are like, Brad, they beat the Chiefs. It's the NFL. Okay, I could sit here and say that they should win three or four because they're an NFL team, but I'm not going to predict it on here. I just can't. But their last three, I'll give them all at one shot. At Falcons, host Raiders, host Texans.
1: At Falcons, host Raiders, at Texans.
0: Host Texans. They end up two game home.
1: Yeah, there's there's a bazillion losses there. Truthfully, the, I may have overstated the Falcons, so here's where I'm at. I believe this is a one-win team. Chalk it up against the Falcons late or the Panthers middle of the schedule. Don't really give a shit, but that's their win. I think they're a one-win team.
0: This feels honestly, like a one
1: in sixteen football. Team. I
0: don't know where I'm putting it, and I know that's kind of shady, but I- I'm giving them two wins. I don't know where they're coming. Uh, I'm I don't like the Raiders at all. They host the Texans late in the year. They play the pan- they're going to get two wins somewhere. I don't know where they're at. I got them at two and fifteen. Um. Yeah, Jeff, uh, what's their over under?
2: three and a half no tire isn't it yeah is it five and a half
0: higher it's six and a half it's the same as no these. it's not it's six and a half it's no six. it is not and they have a higher divisional at plus 550 to win the division
1: for all you YouTube watchers that love to comment about me, how me and Brad don't watch the games and we're just our trash ass football takes that copy off ESPN, hit me up, and I want you to literally tell me what games they're winning. If you're listening to this pod, be like Jeff, you're overthinking this. Like, here's where they win. I would love to hear it. I would love to hear it. I would also like you to almost tell me who you think the quarterback is from week like in these victories.
0: ESPN because has Andrew. Garner Minshew right now is the number one. I,
1: I'm looking at it, I know. It's wild. I know. Yeah.
0: I am yeah. not going to lie. I think they're so bad. I I think there's a cross country chance non-conference road game in a far west in a far time zone. I think there's a shot week 4 they beat the Rams. Um again, with the coach and quarterback um at least being v- veterans. I I like the Titans over this team. Jags are simply better. The Browns, better. The Saints, dome team to dome team. Derek, I just think they're better. They're not beating Bill Belichick in Germany. They play the Bengals on the road, the Falcons on the road. They host the Steelers, Tampa. Like, again, we talked about how they don't have perimeter corners. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin still play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, I just... Again, and like the, we talked about last year, you said that they won three. They were four and twelve. Yeah. Let's look at their wins. The absolute debacle we talked about with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. They beat them last second. Patrick Mahomes had like four turnovers. hmm They did beat the Titans. I think the Titans are now better. They beat the Denver Broncos Thursday night, twelve to nine. We all say. Make sure you talk seven. about the score there. Yeah, twelve and a horrible uh, game. They beat the Jaguars, which is actually really shocking. But again, we talked about the Jaguars losing a corner briefly. Um, they might have a worse secondary, and they played against Matt Ryan, who threw for three hundred and eighty nine yards. They do not have that kind of quarterback ability anymore. And then later in the year, they finished the year. You said seven and zero. They finished it one and ten. Oh and oh and seven. Or 0 and 7, but they really finished it 1 and 11. Actually, they were three. This team was three, two and one, and finished four, twelve and one. So they ended 1 and 11, and their one win at the Raiders, which I gave them two wins late, and one of them is at the Raiders again. So I mean,
1: one one of their problems I want to talk about briefly um, through their first four, six, seven games. They were three, three, and one. Those were all started by Matt Ryan, and then all of a sudden they go through some quarterback issues. So the first seven were all Matt Ryan. Then it's Ellinger, Ellinger, Ryan, 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 Foles, Foles, Ellinger. Like it, it, they were all over the place. Injuries and benching dudes and and n- n- hiring. Jeff Saturday. High school football coaches and you know, I'm not, not I don't want to disrespect the player because he's a great player, but they, they hired a high school football coach and you know just inserted him because they thought uh, oh, all of a sudden also, that's, he's a leader of men.
0: We've talked about some other teams. We've talked about the Bears who were bad and we expect to get better. We talked earlier in this spot about the Houston Texans and how we think they're gonna get better. This is a team that won four games, downgraded at quarterback has a rookie head coach, and maybe they didn't downgrade because he's a rookie. Who knows? But they downgraded – they have a rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, and a significantly worse defense in a division that I think the Titans are better than they were last year, the Texans are better than they were last year, and the Jags, you know, we'll get to them in a minute, but the Jaguars after their bye last year – after their bye week, finished six and one with Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, and the whole crew coming back. So I just think in a division that everyone's getting a little bit better and finding their stuff owners in the head, in the papers, rookie head coach, star players in the papers, losing defensive players the Colts are on pace to be one of the first five picks in the NFL next year. Yeah. And watch this team be like, we believe in Anthony Richardson and trade somebody the pick for one of these top QBs.
1: We didn't even talk about it either, but they also gave up the the largest comeback in the history of the NFL
0: last year as well. Yeah, to the Vikings, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So, there's that. Yeah, and again, that one win against the Raiders. Was the everybody get up for Jeff Saturday game where it was like bound for the Raiders to drop it mm-hmm. like that? I mean yeah. so Yeah.
1: Oof. I'm ready to talk about the Texans the Titans.
0: I'm ready to just stop talking about the Colts. Yeah, that too. <laughs>
1: so if you're if you tuned into the AFC South, we're 45 minutes deep and I think we've done both teams justice. Whether you like the opinion or not, we've gone deeper on these teams than I thought we could have. Okay, uh, Texans, we think they're bad, but improved. Colts, we think they're bad, but bad, just straight bad. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm ready for the Titans if you're ready.
2: Tennessee Titans,
1: let's go. Tennessee Titans finished last year, 2022, 7-10, 3-3 in division. Here's where it gets rough. They were 7-3 and at one point, and they lost their last seven games. So... Not great. Uh, Tennessee is a team I've always really liked. This is a team that traded A.J. Brown two years ago during the draft. Or, I'm sorry, a year and a half ago but during the draft. And after A.J. Brown just did them in last year, they fired their GM right then and there right after the game. So uh, this is a team that's still kind of building back up from what they've lost, moving around, um, still trying to find that magic they had in 2019 where they reached the AFC title game. Go ahead and take away the ad drops.
0: Okay. So additions, uh, wide receiver Chris Moore, they get a tackle, Andre Dillard from the Eagles. I know he wasn't a starter, but go ahead and look up the Eagles tackles. Um, defensive end Arden Key, which is a big replacement for um, Bud Dupree. Uh, linebacker Aziz Alshahir, uh, linebacker Ben Neiman, Luke Gifford, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers best corner Sean Murphy Bunting. Then in the draft, they get Peter Skronsky from Northwestern, quarterback Will Levis, running back Tajay Spears, and tight end Josh Weil. I don't know if we'll talk about those other two guys, but Will Levis, Peter Skronsky, those are pretty big names. Key departures, Josh Dobbs, QB, Dontrell Hillard, running back. They lose Robert Woods and Austin Hooper, Taylor Lewan I believe he retired, right?
1: Uh, that is not official. At this Still
0: point. a free agent, though? Yeah. Taylor Launt, guard Nate Davis, center Ben Jones, center Corey uh, Levin. Uh, they lose Bud Dupree, Demarcus Walker, Zach Cunningham, safety Andrew Adams, and longtime kicker Randy Bullock.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this team's going to have some trouble on the offensive line, but everywhere else, I think they're just okay. And yeah. I think I think they're well coached. They have some vets on this team. They they have a couple of different than the Colts. They have some dudes. I love Derek, obviously. Definitely in the back half of his career, but can still be Derek. D-Hop, still that guy, I think. He has that in him. Traylon Burks, I don't know about you. I mean, he's not a one, but I think he could be a two. I think we'll see a little bit of that. Jeff Simmons.
2: Dog. Kevin Bird. Dog. Harold Landry, as long as he's healthy,
1: obviously towards ACL before the season started last year, right? It was at mid. Yeah,
0: 12 sacks the year before and then ACL for the year last year.
1: Yeah, I think Landry's a dog if he can get back to his, his self. They have some pieces here. Um, Murphy Bunting, uh, solid corner. I mean, he's no lockdown, but he's a, he's a good corner Super Bowl champion. Yeah, I, I think there's some pieces here, and I love the coaching staff.
0: Yeah, I I also look at – um, I don't like to give out fantasy advice all the time, but uh, tight end on Conquo. I think he's going to be a rising star. Um, yeah, I
1: think there's there's something there, especially yeah. because they use their tight ends in Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill likes the tight end. There's something there. I do agree.
0: Yeah, he kind of came on late last year and uh, athletic guy. But um, Ryan Tannehill, Mike Vrabel, I just think that offensively there's a wide receiver that you have to double team and a running back you feel you need eight in the box to stop. You only have one defender left now. Like, I don't, yeah, only, yeah. So, it's,
1: a good way, it's a good way to put it.
0: There, there's, there's mismatches everywhere because their top two guys are at different positions. and they are, I mean, Derrick Henry's been arguably the best running back in the league for four or five straight years. Uh, D hop. People always want to forget because he was spent a year away with the Cardinals or two and just kind of wasn't the same, but uh, I mean, he's played with quarterbacks of Ryan Tannehill's caliber the whole time people sleep on Ryan Tannehill's athleticism. Um, I like their receivers, Traylon Burke being the second receiver. I like that. Um, Andre Dillard and Peter Skaronsky. I think their one side of the line is definitely improved, which is Tannehill's blind side, but. Just because you reshuffle the O-line around with new names doesn't mean it's going to improve, but I think it will. Um, but defensively, I think adding Sean Murphy bunting the corner is huge because the Titans were 32nd in the league against the pass. So adding a pass rusher of Harold Landry the third's caliber, uh, you know, double-digit sack guy, and then a guy on the back end and Sean Murphy bunting, I expect that to improve. On the flip side... Just in terms of maybe a defense, you just don't know the name so they don't get the appreciation. But we know Jeffrey Simmons up front, but this defense allowed the least amount of yards running the football in the entire NFL last year. Number one in the entire NFL. So they were on both ends of the spectrum defensively. But if they clean up that pass defense, you know, Harold Landry, Sean Murphy Bunting start to be able to kind of, you know, secure games or defend leads when they get them. I still think Mike Vrabel is the top, I mean, off the top of my head, maybe top eight coach, top ten coach for sure. Oh, I mean, he's a easy. coach of the year. can't Yeah, so you have a coach like that. Um, last year they trade A.J. Brown. They have to fire their GM or head of the, the team. Like, they had all that internal arguments. Um, but I think they're coming in a little more flown under the radar. But this is a team that I think seven wins is always going to be their floor. They some I don't know what they are in the in the playoffs I don't know what they're in the playoffs but in the regular season the Titans from week to week they they give you hell every time you play and Mike Vrabel always has his team prepared and they always play hard um, I mean I I didn't look at it before but I just wanted to go look at their losses to see how close like a lot of these losses are to end the season. Four-point loss, three-point loss, five-point loss, four-point loss. A lot of one-possession games here in 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 their losses. So, they're in every game. <sighs> well, let,
1: let, let me point out real quick. So, I just pointed this out for the Colts. I feel like I have to do it here. Let me just give you their quarterbacks throughout the whole year. Tannehill, Tannehill, Tannehill. Tannehill, Tannehill, Tannehill. Willis, Willis. Tannehill, 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 Willis, Dobbs, Dobbs. They, they started three different quarterbacks as well. And Tannehill for the first two, four, six, eight, ten 10 games started all but two. Okay. And they were seven and three. He was, he was honestly seven and two in starts. Tannehill was, it wasn't until late in that season where they just started to kind of fall apart, but losses to I Mean these are damn good teams. Let me let me just give you their losses at the yeah. end of the year. Bengals, Eagles, Jacksonville, Chargers. That's four straight playoff teams. You start to lose yourself.
0: Yeah, then you know they, I mean? they bench Tannehill after that.
1: Yeah, they bench Tannehill and then you lose to Houston. Tannehill probably would have beat Houston. Then they lose to Dallas. Great team. Then they lose to Jacksonville again. Literally, in the last seven games, they played six playoff teams.
0: you can't destroy them yeah there's well their schedule is bound to be easier this year and mike vrabel seems to beat bad like bad teams he beat the raiders he beat the colts twice he beat washington he beat the texans i mean even when he beat the texans the first time willis wasn't even playing he beat denver he beat green bay which still had aaron Rodgers. but it's like mike vrabel can beat a lot of teams but like you said you know they start to lose their identity they lose four straight to playoff teams Well, i mean and and it just kind of it just kind of went downhill for them they they basically throw away their last three games to see what their backup quarterbacks kind of look like uh the loss to Dallas i mean Hassan Haskins led their team in rushing with 40 yards like i don't even think Derrick Henry played so This team, the the ending of their season, I believe will give you a false identity to who they're going to be week in, week out of this next season. And like I pointed out, think about a defensive coordinator going into his room. We got to double this receiver, and if we don't have at least seven in the box, they have a mismatch and then Tannehill can move. Remember he was a wide receiver in college and he's not known for like his jukes and stuff, but like you give him a gap as a straight line runner, he can pick up first downs, extend drives. There's not going to be, I think off the top of my head there, you can't tell me three teams that are going to be more difficult to stop inside the seven yard line than the Tennessee Titans. So, um, We'll have to get into their schedule, and when we do, I suppose I'll say that I expect them to win more games than maybe I did, you know, four or five weeks ago.
1: Not one last thing. Uh, In their first six games, they had a different guy lead them in receiving every week. How many do you think had 100 yards?
0: I don't have it in front of me. You said six games. I'll say three. Zero. Oof.
1: So, their leading receivers 66, 47, 85, 38, 72, 56, 26, those 48. Games. They were winning some of these games. You're right. That's what's wild. And then finally, to get their first 100 yard receiver at week nine, 119 yards, they only had two the whole year 100 yards in a single game.
2: And it was back
1: to back weeks. Yeah, back to back weeks. And they, also, won also, they
0: won those games. They won those games. You talk about, um, you know, quarterbacks. These are their highest receivers per game: Phillips, Brooks, or Burks, Woods, and Conquo. Westbrook, Hooper. First six games, all a different receiver leading the team in yards. Then it's Woods and Conquo. Westbrook, Burks, Derrick Henry, and Conquo (laughs) Hooper. Derrick Henry, Woods, Burks, and Conquo. But again, you are hearing Conquo a few times. I think Tannehill does like that tight end. I think he's going to be somebody who looks to more. But you're going to see a lot of those where it's Hopkins, Hopkins, Burks, Hopkins, and Conquo. Hopkins, Hopkins. You know, like he's he's a guy, he's him. So you can't uh,
1: have your leading receiver have sixty to forty yards though, and that's a few times here.
0: Unless you have seven guys at sixty to forty <laughs> yards.
1: Yeah, but that's not <laughs> happening. Seven guys in the Chiefs yards. offense. Come on. Yeah, this is tough, but I do think this has pieces. They have some. Dan Campbell obviously used the, the the term "we're gonna bite some kneecaps." I do believe the Titans have that same philosophy. They just don't say it.
0: Yeah. Um. It. Also, they, they keep they keep a uh th- these guys that I get some of my information with, um. They keep a number. I believe the uh, it's a, gonna be a number that's like uh, but it's pretty low, like between one and seventeen and it's a net rest, and they have 11. So, like, it can be negative. Like, it it just says, like, how many different weeks you have more rest than your opponent based on Mm -hmm. how far you travel. So, they have 11 games this season where they will have more rest than their opponent, and they have Derrick Henry. So, like, that's that's an interesting –
1: I told you about that stat back in the spring, how last year there was the – I'm not going to try and get into it because I don't quite remember. But last year was the first year in NFL history where there was like X amount of teams with this much plus net rest and this amount of teams with this much minus net rest. It was like – it was super weird. It was very one-sided for a lot of teams. So if you're telling me the Titans have plus 11, that's pretty damn good.
0: Also, the Titans this year, the furthest west they travel is the Houston Texans. So kind of like the Steelers had it, they don't tra- they don't travel a whole – well, I'm sorry – that's the furthest west. They do have a London game, but both teams got to kind of. Yeah. But we'll get into the schedule here, I suppose.
1: Man, I might have to find some wins for this team because yeah. they're going to challenge Jacksonville.
0: So week one, they are at the Saints. Now, no Elvin Kamara hurts, but like I said, Marshawn Lattimore fancies a physical receiver over a speeds receiver, you know, AE, i.e. Mike Evans and stuff. and they, So they do have a good defense against this team. But um, what do you have here? At Saints to open it up.
1: First off, tremendous game. Tremendous game. Love the idea of this game. I believe I gave it to the Saints, and I'm going to stick with it barely. Like the Saints here.
0: Dennis Allen. Derek Carr's first real game with the offense.
2: It's
0: tough for me. No Alvin Kamara. At the Saints. I'll give it to the Saints, too. Uh, They then host the Chargers. Uh, We did say that their defense was going to be better, but they were 32nd against the pass, and they're playing Justin Herbert. God, I I didn't want them to start
1: 0-2. They're
0: going to, though, I think.
1: Yeah. I I will
0: say this. They have a bye week seven. Their first six. Wow.
2: First six is tough. Keep it coming keep it coming. So week three, they're at the Cleveland Browns
1: I, I I'm giving them the W. I don't love it, but I'm giving them the W.
0: Well, I do have to say, um, remember, I'm giving them the W as well because the Browns play Monday night against the Steelers week two. So
2: short week, following potentially. week
0: having the Titans coming in. Uh, I'm going to give them the Titans.
1: Two very physical teams in a row. Who else does the Browns play week one? Do you have that in front of you? Or do you just knew the Steelers played in week two? I
0: just know the Steelers play in week two. I, I, I'll I get it real it's quick. It's fine. Just,
1: no, it's fine. I just love that. that. I feel even better now.
0: Okay. Physical they host teams the Bengals. Other- they host Bengals. Then they're at the Steelers Monday night. Yeah, I'm good. Give me the Titans. It's a lot of give high emotion. Okay. Then give week the four, they host the Cincinnati Bengals. By the way,
1: you're going to shit on me.
0: haven't got to the AFC North yet. The Bengals can still be the Bengals. They're taking a step back this year. That doesn't mean they won't win the division. I don't think they're going to be as powerhouse as they have been the last two years. Titans ball control the shit out of them and win this game. I do think the Titans are going to be able to score with them. I like Mike Vrabel better at home. I actually look him to rattle off two against the AFC North here. I think the Titans beat the Bengals. And remember, last time they played him two years ago, bitter taste in their mouth, nine sacks, and Joe Burrow still beat them. They want this one.
2: Yeah, and
1: look at the Titans' best opponents last year. They play them all tough. They get up for the good ones.
0: They're then at the Indianapolis Colts, giving them a dub.
1: Yeah, moving to three and two after dropping two.
0: And then they are in London for the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to give them a loss there.
1: Man, they always play the Ravens so tough.
0: Well, they, these are two of the last two teams that little you know they're running different ways, but you know they're just going to pound the rock.
1: Give me the Titans.
0: I'm going to stick with the Ravens. And the Titans are
1: three and zero versus the North right now.
0: Well, so what I'm just going to say, good, they will be three and one versus the North. That's helpful. Go Titans. Uh, so um, what I did want to, what I did want to say though is because it's so tough and I definitively think they're going to beat the Colts. I'm comfortable after six games saying they will be three and three going into their bye. I don't, I might not have where they get these wins. Right. But I think three and three is comfortable. You've met four and two. I'm at four and two. Okay. They hit their bye week week seven. They come out of the bye, little redemption game against Artie Smith. They host the Atlanta Falcons. Win Mike Brabel off the bye I like it.
1: I gave this to the Falcons. I no longer have the Falcons winning that division. I've kind of turned my head. We'll make our final predictions and um
2: we'll have that episode.
1: Yes. The last episode we do for the seasons are always our bold predictions pod. We'll make our final predictions, any tweaks we have. I no longer like the Falcons to win the division. I like the Saints, too. Brad pointed some stuff out to me. Uh, Give me the Titans here to move to to 5-2. Even if they're not 5-2, I love them at 4-3 here.
0: They now go on a tough three-game road stretch, though. Three games away from home. They started out Thursday night at the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Yeah, traveling
2: to Pittsburgh, they've already gone three and zero. Gosh. Now
1: the Thursday benefits Pittsburgh. Otherwise, I take the Titans.
0: The Steelers. Coach, coaching battles
1: really fun here.
0: So okay, we have them losing there. What's the one team we've said over and over you just can't run on them? Oh, Tampa. They're then at Tampa. Long week of rest because Thursday into Sunday, but they're then at Tampa.
1: Yeah, but Tampa doesn't have any corners now, so they can throw on them.
0: It's a tough matchup. Traylon Burks, if he really has a year, this team becomes really scary on offense.
1: Yeah, yeah. If
0: Traylon Burks is a true number one or first round pick.
1: Yeah, but Tampa knows how to get across Sean Murphy bunting. Tampa's not
2: going to lose every game. I do think they're bad, but I'm giving it to Tampa. There's wins Titans. to be had. Titans. Titans. Okay,
0: third game they stay in Florida and they play Jacksonville. I think I'm going to have these teams potentially split. It's at Jacksonville, so I'm yeah, going to have this at
1: Jacksonville. I'll give them the loss here. Okay, I agree with you. I'm I'm having them split as well at some point.
0: Now they have back-to-back home games, Panthers Colts, giving They're them winning two both. wins.
2: They're so winning both.
0: I have them losing three straight and then winning two to bounce back. How many games have they played at this point?
1: Twelve. I have them currently at eight and four. Twelve games.
0: I have them at six and six.
1: Where's their buy? It was already. It was, already.
0: It was yeah. after London, uh, yeah. Before the Falcons. So, now, they have a long week of rest, Monday night football in Miami. I think Miami's a better roster, but this could be Mike White if some of you don't believe that Tua will stay healthy. We're now late in the year, December 11th. I still like Miami to win this game.
1: Yeah, no, this is Miami. This is too much of a track meet for the Titans to hang on. You can be physical, but they're not winning a track meet.
2: Here we go, though. Host the Texans. I think that's a win.
1: I think I have them sweeping the Texans. I'm giving them t- a win here.
0: Non-conference road game. Seattle
2: comes to town. I like them to beat Seattle. Now they're losing to Seattle.
0: They're then at the Houston Texans. I think that's they're beating. A
1: win. The, they're beating the Texans. And then 10 with- and six, Last game of the year.
0: Beauty, Jacksonville versus Tennessee, potentially for the division in Tennessee. I had them splitting home and home. I'm giving the Titans a four game win streak to end the year.
1: I'm going to have them lose it because what I just did, I wanted them to split, but what I just did is I basically put the Jacksonville Jaguars in almost maybe a must win situation and I just like the quarterback there.
0: Yeah, I'll and, take Jackson. Too,
1: I'll rookie. take. Yeah, I'll take the prince that was promised on the road to get themselves what, there.
0: What would you have at the at the end of it? What's your final?
1: I got them at ten and seven. I still like them at ten and seven though. It
0: was totally different ways to get there, but I have them at ten and seven.
1: Yeah, we were different on games here and there, which goes to tell you that we truly, between the two of us, we believe they can win almost any game. They can win and lose almost any game. They're a very unique team.
0: What's their over under?
1: I'm probably high. You're probably high. I'm gonna go eight and a half.
0: It's seven and a half.
1: Okay. First off, Vegas take some of those damn wins from the Colts. <laughs> Throw it on the Titans. <laughs> what the
2: hell?
0: Yeah, I think I think we're uh over on the Titans. I think is one of the most solid bets. Seven and a half. You're telling me Vrabel with this team can't have a winning record? Nine and eight, eight and nine? Like, I, yeah,
1: yeah. This feels very like Pittsburgh Steelers. Vavre's going to drag them to a winning season.
0: Drabel, he would suit up if they were 8-8 eight and eight that last game of the year. Like... He would, too. He would, too. Yeah, so 10-7 and seven on the Titans.
1: Yeah, the the one thing that'll hold the Titans back before we move on would be their offensive line. I don't yeah. even think it'd be Tannehill. I, th- I don't love Tannehill, but he's not terrible.
0: Yeah, and you look at the O-line, and they add Andre Dillard and Peter Skaronski both to the left side, one of the highest-touted offensive linemen coming out of the draft, and a lot of those guys do hit. And Andre Dillard, who was a first-round pick, expected to start, but then Jordan Maiolata for the Eagles came on and is a top-five left tackle. Lane Johnson's on the other side. The guy just couldn't find a way in. So this is a guy who could be a really good starter in the league. It's just he was on the team that has the – the best tackle pairing in the NFL. Yeah. So um, I think there's, there's, there's reason here. to be optimistic there.
1: I am, but I do think if they were bad, it yeah, would yeah. be the offensive line.
2: It's kind of what happened to him last year too, a little bit.
1: Yeah. Jags, you ready?
2: The Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Jacksonville finished the year nine and eight, uh, four and two in division when he was a five in a row. Uh, their first playoff victory came in a game against the Chargers, where they had to come from behind. And then, unfortunately, they dropped to the next game to the Chiefs, the eventual Super Bowl champs. So you never really know what their potential was. Losing to the Super Bowl champs is always like a a good but bad thing in a way. Um, yeah, a lot of optimists about this team. Take away the ad drops.
0: Ad drops. We have this might be one of the smallest ones. Um, ad drops. The the ads for veterans. Uh, running back De'Ernest Johnson, we remember him popping off for the Browns the a little Browns. bit. Yep. Uh, offensive tackle Josh Wells and kicker Brandon McManus. That's actually a big pickup there at the kicker because this offense yeah. the ball. They they should be getting a lot of points.
1: No, McManus can boot it.
0: Mm-hmm. And then uh, they draft in the first round offensive tackle Anton Harris. They draft a tight end. A running back, linebacker, D-end, another D-end, and a safety slash corner. So a versatile DB. I didn't say the names because a lot of these were third round and after. Just guys they hope can can make a difference on the team. Uh, Their departures are wide receiver Marvin Jones. But I will say it's worth noting on the ads, Calvin Ridley will be playing for them for the first time this year. He was suspended all last year, but they picked him up. Shout out to all you guys who drafted Calvin Ridley in the 10th round or later in fantasy and can now keep him going into this year. Good for you. They lose tight end Dan Arnold. Offensive tackle Jawan Taylor. Again, they drafted one in the first round. Defensive end Arden Key. Corner Shaq Griffin. That's kind of a big one. And kicker Riley Patterson. But as you mentioned, Brandon McManus takes over for that team. So, for a team that was 28th against the pass last year to lose Shaq Griffin, area of concern there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think Jacksonville, adding Calvin Ridley, I think, at the trade deadline last year, it was kind of like one of those, like, oh, moves. Because Calvin couldn't play, Jacksonville was trending towards a playoff spot, but yet they were still thinking about next year, which I think is a sign of a very intelligent organization that's moving in the right direction. Um, Trevor was tremendous. I mean, there's there was... A lot of growth last year. Um, Yeah, I just think that overall, a lot of nice pieces. Obviously, Trevor, Travis Etienne. Kirk was great last year. Zay Jones was great. And now they add Calvin Ridley to kind of complement those two. So those guys can kind of work beneath and Calvin can kind of go deep. Evan Ingram, they just paid. Uh, they are going to be without Cam Robinson for the first couple of games of the season. He's suspended. I'm not sure how many games. I think it's three or something.
0: Yeah, I think it was three for gambling.
1: Yeah. Um, outside of that, I mean, they obviously invested in uh, the pass rusher two years ago with the number one pick after Trevor. They got Trayvon Walker. Um, not a huge impact last year. I think he had three and a half sacks. So, I mean, obviously they look they're looking to have that improved this year, but Sometimes it takes pass rushers a minute. Hopefully, he's not a bust. I mean, he's literally right today, 22 years old.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, th- there's there's some growth there. So, um, I think there's a lot to like. I-, I like this coaching staff. I love the quarterback. Josh Allen's a dog. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kind of because there wasn't many ad drops. You kind of just know what this team is and the way they ended last year, and especially that comeback in the playoffs. They showed a lot of uh, grit. Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence are a nice pairing going into another year together. Uh, Christian Kirk and Zay Jones combined for just over 1,900 yards. Now they're adding Calvin Ridley. From a three receiver, this is one of the receiving cores where Michael Pittman might not make it as a starting receiver, to Jeff's point earlier in the podcast. Evan Ingram for the Giants, dropping game icing catches for the Giants and having problems and not loving the situation. He goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars and turns into what he was supposed to be. Evan Ingram was fantastic last year. I believe uh, he, he ch- yeah, he changed his number. Went for over 700 yards and a couple tuds. So the fact that they have those four guys, they will be a traditional passing team. You know, receiving tight end, three receivers spread out. They're going to drop back. Their running backs would rather take draws or catch out of the backfield. And Trevor Lawrence, 25 tuds on the eight picks. You know, he keeps his in- interceptions in the single digits. And this team's just going to be a point machine. Uh, defensively, they got some big boys up front, but it is their four linebackers: Josh Allen, Devin Lloyd out of Utah, Foyasada, Luke, and Trayvon Walker. Uh, Trayvon Walker pumps those sacks up to at least seven, and this team defensively, that's where they're going to increase their pass defense. If they do, it's going to be their rush. They have two linebackers who can cover and tackle. Um, And on the back end, they don't have great guys. Uh, We'll see what Tyson Campbell can become, but they don't have really much to talk about in the back end. But they are still NFL players, so we'll see how it goes. Um, They still have Clavion Chasen, I think is how you say his name, from LSU. So they even have a lot of rotation at the pass rush spot. So this team, I think, is comfortable in saying, look, we play in a a weaker division, go ahead and score 24 points. We're going to score 31 and they have the team to do it. They have the kicker to put up points. This will be a lot of team, a lot of, a a lot of drives that will end in points, whether it's three, six, seven, eight, whatever the case, Um, they'll look to be opportunistic on defense, but that also helps the defense. I think that's what helps the chiefs. A lot of times you look at, Oh, they have no names on defense. Well, guess what? They're young and fast. And they're not afraid to make a mistake because they know Patrick can get it back. I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence is Patrick, but this team knows they can be aggressive and play with no fear because their quarterback can put up 35 or 40 points on any given day. Love the Jaguars. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you got. I feel like their floor is eight wins, and I'm not going to have them near that, I don't think. But, like, this team on their worst day is going to win eight games. I think they're the top team in the division.
1: Yeah, I mean I can't stress enough from what I've seen in that game against the Chargers where Trevor Lawrence started the game with four picks. Four picks. Like, you know how mentally defeated you have to be to throw four picks and come back and win. Like you gotta have balls of steel. I mean, truthfully, and leadership qualities of of that of unknown people. I mean, truthfully. Um super impressed by what this team was able to do in the playoffs and throughout the year uh, to nine and eight and kind of squeak in and really find yourselves late. I don't I think I had it up a second ago. What they're, they started the year really not great.
0: Yeah, they, they, they ended six and one. So I have the schedule up right here. They started, yeah, sh- go ahead. They, they lose to Washington which is crazy at the beginning but then they bounce back 24-0 against the Colts and then 38-10 on the Chargers destroy them. Then they lose to the Eagles, two games in division Houston Colts. And Old then they lose team. then they lose to the Giants, then Denver beats them and people are like what are what's going on with the Jags? They beat the Raiders, people really don't look at that as crazy and then they play the the Chiefs and lose. They go into the bye at 3 and 7 and people are like you know, what is Trevor Lawrence, this team? Yeah, they're, typical they're, Jags team. They suck. They're in shambles. They come out and they destroy the Ravens, and pe- or they beat the Ravens, but then get destroyed by the the, the Lions. So they're 4-8, and eight and at this point everyone has written off the Jags, but the whole division's bad, and they're just saying, well, one of these AFCs, how teams got to make it. Then they beat the Titans, then the Cowboys, but then, like, even their last three wins, people will say going into this year, they're like, okay, they beat the Jets who are awful Texans who are awful and Titans who played Josh Dobbs
1: at that point. They were bad.
0: Yeah. So I do that was, that was
1: a playoff game. That Titans game was a playoff game. The winner got in.
0: And I think people were still willing to, to write off the Jags because they thought that it was a weak schedule that they won towards the end. And I think when they beat Dallas in overtime, it was Dak Prescott throwing like a couple picks that game. But what I think really changed people's minds is what they did in the comeback versus the Chargers. But again, a lot of people around that you talk to think the Chargers are so overrated anyway. And then they play the Chiefs in a really good game. So I get the pushback a little bit if you want to say that they're not good enough. But um, one thing that's really nice is they played a total of 19 games, and Trevor Lawrence played all 19 and Travis Etienne was their leading rusher in like 17 of or like eighteen seventeen of those games. So a lot of their guys are healthy. And um, let's not forget what Calvin Ridley was before he got suspended.
1: Yeah, lots to like.
0: Also well, their schedule is uh let's start off. Yeah. Remember AFC South and NFC South are on here, so Jaguars start off at Indianapolis. Dub. Win. They then host the Chiefs, who are on
2: long rest after an opener.
0: Again, this is a revenge spot for them. Knocked them out of the playoffs last year. But I like the Chiefs. Yeah. Good game, though. Um, This is a nugget. I didn't know if I wanted to point out before or after. The schedule breakdown, I'll just do it before. Colin Cowherd mentioned this. The Jaguars will have a decided quarterback advantage in all but four of their games. And those games are all spread out throughout the schedule. They don't have to play a gauntlet of elite quarterbacks. This is one of those four. They host the Kansas. By the way, also one little nugget. They are listed to have 10 home games and seven away games this year. Both of their games in London were marked down as home games. So they have 10 home games and seven road games. I believe it was a sacrifice they had. I've never heard this, but I believe it was a sacrifice they had to make to get London back to back weeks.
1: Interesting.
2: So, yeah. I like
1: Jacksonville at home coming off an easy victory not having to test themselves, and then Kansas City having to come to Jacksonville in that heat early in the year. I like Jacksonville to start 2-0. I'm
0: actually going to say Jacksonville, too, because it's their home opener, and it's the team that knocked them out of the postseason last year. And as much as we talk about the Jags' defense, we'll get into it in a future pod, but the Chiefs wide receiver core, very young. Very, very
1: young. Yeah, the Chiefs receiving core is what's going to hold me back. The battle of former Philadelphia Eagle coaches. Fun game.
0: By the way, this is the first of five straight home games.
1: Real quick, what's the uh, – is that Sunday night? Is that 425? What, what we got there? Oh, that
0: is 1 o'clock CBS.
2: Thank yeah. God
1: New England plays Sunday night that week, actually, now that I think about it. So I'm going to be watching that one. The
2: Steelers are Monday night. so
1: <laughs> <laughs> We both got oh. that game tuned in for sure.
2: Week three, they host the Texans.
0: Week four, they're in London against the Falcons. Calvin Ridley, revenge game, if you will.
1: Yeah, man, 4-0.
0: Now, here's their second elite quarterback in Josh Allen. But again, they have been in London for going on two weeks now. We could say it's an advantage. Are they homesick, this or that? But Buffalo, we know that the AFC East, all teams have a pretty hard gauntlet right off the cuff. They're going to be traveling to London against the Jacksonville team, ready and waiting. I like Jacksonville five and zero.
1: Same, five and zero.
0: They come back to the states where they host in Jacksonville the Colts.
1: What an easy game for being off of jet lag, essentially. What an easy game. What time's that game at one o'clock? CBS one o'clock. Scheduling break right there. I'm giving them the dub six and zero.
0: They are then on a short week at thir- Thursday night at the Saints. I kind of like the Saints. That
1: is, a, yeah, that's a loss. This this screams Saints win here.
0: They are then on a long week, but they are then at the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, on the twenty ninth or October twenty ninth. But let me check something just real quick. Oh, never mind. I didn't know if the Steelers were coming off their
2: bye. They are not coming off their bye. Yeah, that's a good game. That's a great game.
0: You said if their O line was a problem. Where's it at? Where's it at? It's at Pittsburgh. I think the Steelers get a lot of their most difficult games in Akershire.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go Pittsburgh here.
0: I am too. I got the Steelers winning a lot of games. Spoiler. By week week nine. So they start off six and zero. Maybe five and one or four and two, but either way, here we go. Bye week week nine. They needed it
1: because they just dropped two, so that's good.
0: Come out of the bye week and host the San Francisco 49ers. Non-conference, all the way across all the time zones, off of a bye, I love the 49ers, but I think this is a great spot for the Jags.
1: Yeah, Jags got them in a nice spot. Yeah, we're taking the Jags here. I am. I'm taking
0: Jags. Then they host the Tennessee Titans. I think I had the Titans splitting a home and home. So
1: Yeah, this I thought they played them later.
0: They played week the, eighteen.
1: I gave the Jags both wins. In this context, it feels like it could be a Titans win, but I'm gonna keep it with the
2: Jags here. Eight and two. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um hmm. I'm gonna. Uh, all right, I think it's a win. Oh, wait, I think that's a win. At the Texans, it's a win. Win. They
0: then host the Bengals on Monday night. I like the Bengals there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. Tough too.
0: game though. Tough game though. I um, will
1: say this: the Bengals are gonna have a hell of a time stopping Trevor Lawrence and those receivers.
0: <laughs> well, vice versa too, I think. I think the Jags are yeah. going to, I, I think this is a forty two thirty-eight banger on Monday yeah. night.
2: This, yeah, this is fair. where
0: everyone's tired on Tuesday because they couldn't turn this one off.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair.
0: Um then they follow that up on a short week, they go to the Cleveland Browns. I think they drop it here. When is this game? Sunday, one o'clock.
1: What's the I'm sorry, what's the date?
0: Oh, December 10th.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be cold as shit. I'm giving this to the Browns.
0: They then come back home for their third straight AFC North opponent and they host the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night. I like the I like the Ravens. I think they're gonna take three straight losses here.
1: Yeah, this is tough. I like the I Ravens think the AFC
0: North sweeps the Jags. I guess that's what I'm getting out of this. I think the AFC North sweeps the Jags.
1: Which is weird because they gave the Titans a three and one out of them. That's wild, but no, I actually I think I tend to agree here because of where they line up it just they yeah. got it yeah yeah i tend to agree i still have them at nine and five they're still I, feeling i do great too about we're, we're
0: lockstep here at nine and five yeah but the titans are playing their ass off watching every game hoping that they close that gap but for you they're probably pretty similar right now um they then sunday december 24th go back to florida but they're at the tampa bay buccaneers i like
1: they're beat, the wide they're beating tampa they're beating tampa
2: I think so, too. Uh,
0: They then host the Panthers.
1: They're beating the Panthers.
0: And then they're at the Tennessee Titans, where I said I would split the home and home. But remember, my game, I had the Titans at nine wins, winning this one to go to ten. Jags are already at 11 for me. I have them at 11 and six.
1: 12 and five.
0: Which, at the grand scheme of things, I think adding Calvin Ridley a whole offseason with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence and where they're at, adding two or three more wins doesn't seem crazy. Yeah. Especially when both the Colts and Texans in their division have rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. I have them sweeping both of them. That's almost four wins just on coach quarterback advantage there in the NFL. The
1: The only thing I don't love that I did... And I don't I don't remember what you did, but what I don't love that I did this. Would you agree with me that their four hardest games are Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Niners?
0: Um you could argue because of quarterbacks, you could say you could put the Ravens in that mix as well and say that's their five toughest.
1: Okay, fine. I have them going three and two. Which means they're better than those other five teams, and I don't necessarily love that because I don't think they're better. Well,
0: you got to think Chiefs earlier in the in the year home. I know opener, that's why the,
1: that's why I gave them that one. Right,
0: and the I Bills, gave them the win over the Bills back in back
1: London. London.
0: Like, there's it's not just like these are normal week games where we're just like they're yeah. gonna like if it was week four and they just back to back home game and the Bills come to town, I could see the Bills taking it. Like I could still see the Bills beating them in London, but like as a prediction, like with them being in London back to back weeks, I just think that's a real tough ask of the Bills to go in there and get a win. And yeah. when Didn't I was talking the about
1: Bills and Jags play in London, and the when the Jags were horrible and they beat them like nine to six with Urban Meyer, do you remember that game?
0: I don't. Damn. But what I will say is Patrick Mahomes week two, Josh Allen week five. uh, Joe Burrow week 13 and Lamar Jackson week 15 outside of that it's Anthony Richardson CJ Stroud Desmond Ritter Anthony Richardson Derek Carr Kenny Pickett Brock Purdy Ryan Tannehill CJ Stroud I mean we'll see what Deshaun Watson is I suppose Baker Bryce Young Ryan Tannehill like when you're talking about having Trevor Lawrence even if Deshaun Watson is really good this year a lot of people would still take Trevor over to Sean. So yeah. in terms of Mahomes, Allen, uh, Lamar, maybe not even Lamar to some people, but Joe Burrow, they will have the decided quarterback advantage in 75 to 80% of their games this year. Yeah. And Doug Peterson's a little underrated as a coach.
1: I, he's massively underrated. He did call the Philly. Pe- people forget that he's the coach of the Eagles that beat the Patriots. With Nick Foles, Dude's, dude, Duke can coach. Not to, not that Philadelphia made the wrong choice firing him because obviously they have. I think they have something there with Nick Sirianni. I don't love Nick Sirianni, but he's at least earned. He's earned for me to not talk shit about him. I mean, he's also, he's right there.
0: Doug Peterson bought Carson Wentz three more contracts on blind faith that he was who he was with Doug Peterson.
1: That's so true.
0: I mean. Think about how many years I was still clinging on to Carson Wentz because of what he did with Doug Peterson, eleven and zero. There's one more person that I
1: think, and I I didn't really think about this. Um, Jason McIntyre, he's the co-host of the herd. Okay, he actually brought this up. He thinks Frank Reich is actually living off his coattails. Frank Wright's had two head coaching jobs, not one but two. And he was he's he was bad in Indianapolis. Obviously, he got rehired in, in, in with the Panthers. If he's bad with the Panthers, like <laughs> Doug Peterson got this dude hired. I mean, who knows? Crazy. There's there's something there. There's well, you there.
0: have him twelve and five, I have him eleven and six. What do you think is their over under?
2: Ten and five. Or this is the first. Ten and half. 10 and this is half the sorry.
0: First division you are wrong on all four guesses but they're at nine and a half. We were a nine team team.
1: last year and we don't think they're better. Yeah, exactly. We, we, but Vegas doesn't think they're better. Suppose not. Well, that's because they're giving way too many damn wins of the Colts.
0: But remember for me, if it's at nine and a half, I have them beating the chiefs and bills. Let's say those two games go the other way. Nine win team. So it's like, yeah, I can't yeah. say it's crazy. Um, it's not one of the ones that I'm like ultimately confident in. But um, the I way wouldn't the,
1: bet it, but I do like the Jags at 12. Wins.
0: The way the division shakes out for you is Jags at 12 and 5, Titans at 10 and 7, Texans 5 and 12, Colts 1 and 16.
1: And I, was I, have,
0: nice. I have Jags 11 and 6, Titans 10 and 7, Texans 6 and 11, Colts 2 and 15. By the way, yep. the Jaguars to win the division are minus one fifty five. So in terms of your best odds, the Titans at plus three ten. If you think they can snatch it from the Jaguars with Vrabel and Tannehill and, t- and company, that would probably be the best money bet. Um, I do always you ask for the you, poll. Oh yeah,
1: Let's we can do, do the it. poll first. Let's do the poll first. Okay, we had twenty six votes. This weirdly enough this may be our largest poll we've ever had
0: people aren't scared to be wrong so it's uh, the one ones people are just easy to click jags and look right you know
1: you ain't wrong how many votes do you think
0: the colts have 26 votes colts there has to be one colt fan who listens maybe one they have one vote oh, who is it <laughs> it's, Con-
1: it's connor eli he follows the page. He's active, but I'm not sure who he yeah, is. I don't know I
0: don't. who his team is. It, Thanks it for
1: listening, Connor, it. if you're listening. Con, con. Um, ha, how many do you think the Titans have?
0: Four. They have two. Well, one of them Tyler ma- Kemp. Got to be. It is. How'd you know? Big Titans fan. Big, big Titans Is he fan. really? Biggest Titans fan I know, actually, 100%.
1: Uh, I know one diehard Titans fan. I'm not sure if he listens. Tyler, if you listen, thanks for listening, buddy. Uh, How many for the Texans? I almost said it. One. One. Christian Myers. And then the Jags finish up with 22 votes. Obviously, like you said, it's easy to just, yeah, Jags, 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 Jags. So um, I don't think there's any. I'm going to look real quick for questions. It says there's a comment, but I can't see it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's not a comment. Or I'm blocked. <laughs> Somebody blocked me. I, who knows?
0: Uh, rank in uh, the division based on just head coach, quarterback. Bottom two are interchangeable, but uh, I went with Shane Steichen and Anthony Richardson in fourth. D'Amico Ryan.
1: Personally, I think that's an easy choice. I agree.
0: D'Amico Ryan, CJ Stroud, three. I agree. Vrabel Tannehill, two, and Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, one. Agree. And that's, uh, that's, agree. and that's how our division, you know, forget the wins, but that's how the order shakes out for us. I honestly think um, one of the fun things, because it's always plus money and I don't have the odds in front of me, and I don't know if I could find it fast enough on the computer, but a lot of times you can go to divisions and you can bet on uh, what's called exact order. And I think yeah. Jags, Titans, Texans, Colts would be a good one to be, like, how they how they pan out in terms yeah. of
1: the orders. Yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah. Well, there was – I think we gave this – we're now in 35 minutes in. I think we had a lot of meat on the bone for this division that a lot of people probably don't look highly on. But we are very excited about the AFC, and it's absolutely – fire from here on out obviously we're closing with the north and the east uh which way we finish that'll be determined but our two favorite divisions obviously because our team's playing them but the afc west is next be ready for that one be on the lookout you may get it today you may get it tomorrow you may get it next week it next month who knows so here we are just talking football moving along
0: colts to win exactly one game is plus 3500 gosh if you want to, if you want to, if you want to have that, that.
1: I might, I might.
0: Colts doing is 14,000. So toss a 10 piece on that for a stimulus check. Go ahead. Why not baby?
1: Why not? Why not? <laughs> oh goodness. Well, anything else you got to add?
0: No. Um, I guess I, I haven't been putting this on here, but, um, they, I do have. I can look up the odds for teams to make or miss the playoffs if you're interested in any team that we've done so far since I got it up here. Yeah, go ahead. What teams you want to hear? Maybe that we've done
2: to make or miss. Mhm. What is
1: the odds that the Saints make it?
0: That the Saints make it. Yeah. Yes, is minus 188. Yes, yeah, that that's a, right. Pretty good price, though, because even if it's a wild card, Saints are making the playoffs.
1: Uh, two teams that we obviously disagreed with probably more than any team on this entire thing. Give me the Vikings and the Packers again. I think we maybe have talked to about it, but what are the Vikings to make and miss? The Minnesota you have, Vikings? You have them make missing. I have them making and then vice versa with the Packers.
0: Making the playoffs is minus 106. Not making it is minus 114. So they're more likely to miss than make due to Vegas, but neither of them are great odds.
1: Let's say you're not making money, really.
0: The Packers to make it plus 160 to miss minus 210. I may, I may dabble on the plus 160 for Packers to make the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Look at the Patriots.
1: Don't tell me. Save it. Save it. Don't tell me, because it's probably it's probably fucking disrespectful. So.
0: I just I have both of our teams up right now just looking at them both.
1: I did look. You guys have better odds to win the Super Bowl than we do. I know I did see that. Really? Yeah.
0: I Not think, by much. I, I thought last time I looked to win the Super Bowl, I thought we had the exact same.
1: You guys were plus 500 less. We were plus 500 more I should. Oh,
0: so last you. time I looked we were both plus 5,000. It's swung swung 500 both ways. We're plus 4,500. You're plus 5,500.
1: Which is hilarious to me.
0: So the Steelers have the same Super Bowl odds as the Broncos and Giants. And then the next group is you guys and the Falcons are at plus 5,500.
1: Have I told you what I absolutely love as a parlay this year? And I'm just wondering how much I want to put on it. Let's hear it. A Bengals Cowboys Super
0: Bowl. Oh, like the betting the matchup?
1: Yeah, it's plus forty four fifty. So fifty bucks would literally win me nine hundred dollars. I'm sorry, twenty bucks would win me nine hundred dollars. Like it's it feels worth it to me. I really like that matchup. I think there's some there's some value there. So.
0: Yeah, you could even go a step further, and when you get really in there, you can bet the exact outcome. So you could go Bengals over Cowboys or Cowboys over Bengals. Take yeah. it a step further.
1: Yeah, I could be greedy, I guess. <laughs>
0: Well, that's the whole point of betting is to get greedy, eh?
1: <laughs> I would love to know um, how so, – I, I feel like a lot of these pods, Brad and I just start talking betting odds to close out the show. And if there, if you guys are listening you made it this far, first off, thank you. But if there's if there's an odd that you want to hear or if there's certain things you want us to dabble into, if you're like, hey, what, what bets do you guys like, let us know. We'd love to hear about them. We're always listening to other things. We have some plans for, uh, for this season. So we're excited.
0: Yeah. I, I have it in front of me. Um, last win. This team for the Colts is plus 1800.
1: That feels like a massive, great bet. Like just
0: with, with all their home games and how we had it, the last remaining undefeated team, the Jaguars are plus 2100. And we had them at like seven and zero before they got a loss, yeah. they don't, They don't have it for every team, and I'm not sure why. Some move, some don't, but, like, they have, like, uh, uh, season specials, and then you can click on certain teams. So, like, the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, some of the ones they have. Jacksonville Jaguars to score one or more touchdowns in every single game they play, minus 135.
2: It's not even a good value bet.
0: The Jaguars to sweep the Titans is minus one oh five. Jeez, if you go down to the, dude, this one's actually kind of crazy. It, their their highest odd one, and this will be the last one I say, so we'll just be done with it. But the Jacksonville Jaguars to score one or more rushing touchdowns in every single NFL game they play this year. So all seventeen games, they have to get one rushing touchdown, plus seven thousand.
1: They're a passing team, so that's not great. It's a great value bet if you think they're going to score a shit ton.
0: 10 for 700 on them to get a rushing touchdown every game. That's
1: insane.
2: Yeah. Wow. If Mac Jones throws for 400 yards in any game,
1: just one, plus
0: 120. Yeah. The Steelers to sweep the AFC North plus 11,000. There's all sorts of goofy stuff on here.
1: There's so many great odds for the Patriots to do things that I think they could actually do. I might be broke just trying to bet the Patriots and hopefully it pays
0: off. They got TJ Watt to record 15 or more sacks. It's plus 175.
1: Feels like a good bet.
0: Yeah. First four games up on it.
1: Safey place.
2: All right. Well, I think that's it does sound like it's it we're out real talk all right later guys real talk